it is a wonderful, wonderful to be with you this morning to see some new faces and, and a lot of faces that I recognize from friends throughout the years that I have visited. My name is Dana, and I'm still attached to my microphone thing. All right, too many things going on at once in my brain here. It is good to be with you. I live, uh, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm originally from Ottawa, Ontario. So this morning you will hear a lot of southern accent, and then you'll hear some Canadian accent, and everything in between. So I'm a bit of a mutt, mixed up, but bear with me as we go. This morning I wanted to share just uh, a little bit of my story, a little bit of, of where I've been in life and what God is doing in my life, and kind of go back and then move forward here a little bit. And we're going to talk this morning about God's faithfulness. Well, I was here uh, two years ago. I shared a little bit of my story. Uh, I grew up in Ottawa playing hockey, too many concussions and all those things later. I ended up uh, in music by the way of going to Disney World and, and playing uh, on the Disney World stage in Orlando, Florida. Thank you for doing that. I am so sorry. I'm in, I'm in trouble now. I'm sorry. So I got into music. Um, in Disney World, and I moved to Vancouver, BC, where I met my beautiful wife, and I lived there for a few years, and then we got married, and we moved to Nashville, uh, where I decided to start working on music. And as I was working on music, um, a couple different things happened throughout our life that sort of took over, and, and I stopped touring, and, and first one was Julie ended up getting cancer, and when Julie got sick, that was the end of me traveling and the end of me touring. And within about... I would say a very, very short span of time, maybe two years. We went through a lot of different struggles. Julie got sick. We miscarried a baby. Uh, and then she got cancer for a second time. And then my parents got divorced, all in about a two-year span. And my dog died. So it's a country song. Um, <laughs> and through those times and through that part of our lives, it was a big struggle. I struggled a lot. I really did. My wife was struggling with a lot of things, but as a, as a man, we want to fix things, right? We want to be able to take stuff, and we want to be able to fix it, especially for our wives, right? We want to be impressive. That's just the way God designed us. We are men. We can fix it. We can take care of it. Until you run into all these things where you can't fix it, and you can't take care of it, all you can do is sit beside her and tell her that you love her. And so this morning, I, I want to go through a, a little bit of of David's story, and then we're going to transition into the story with Joshua as he leads the Israelites across the river and into the promised land. So this morning, David writes in Psalm 25, in you, Lord God, I put my trust. My hope is in you all day long. See, so David was a man of many faces, right? David, we all know some of the stories of David. David killed Goliath. We know that when he was a young boy with a rock and a stone. And, and then David kind of gets it, grows up a little bit more. And, and maybe he's 11, 12, 13 years old. And he gets told that he is going to be the next king. See, and then we have a gap of time between then where King Saul is still king. And David has to wait. He knows that there's a promise coming. And he's waiting on it. Ten years. Ten years is an eternity when you're getting given a promise. And you've got to wait. And be patient. And so there's a few different stories where David, David could actually go in and move the story along. He could bring God's promise quicker and faster. He really could. 
but instead he's patient because he understands one very simple concept. It's always God's will. It's in God's way and in God's time. Those three things, God's will, God's way, and in God's timing. And so David is patient. He waits. And there are a couple instances we have read in the Bible where he could actually kill Saul. He and his men are in the cave, and it's dark in the cave, and, and Saul comes over and he walks by the cave and he actually goes in the cave and obviously he can't see in the cave because it's dark in there and his eyes aren't adjusted yet. And, and, and Saul needs to go to the bathroom. And so Saul assumes the most vulnerable position in the world as he is in the cave and he's going to the bathroom and David's men are looking at David like, dude, here he is. Take him down, let's go. And David knows that it's not the time for him to become king. He knows that that's not God's timing. It is God's will, but that's not God's way and that's not God's time. And then there's another instance where David takes one of his soldiers with him and Saul and all his 3,000 men are asleep and David sneaks into the camp. And, and you know, back in these days, where Saul slept in the middle of the camp, there are 3,000 men surrounding it and David sneaks up into the camp not exactly the greatest idea, him and one other guy and 3,000 soldiers of Saul's. And he sneaks up and he sees him sleeping. And David's soldier says, you could kill him right now, come on. And David goes, no, this is not God's timing. And his soldier goes, well, actually, I'll tell you what, give me the sword, because guess what? God didn't say, I can't kill him. Strike. This guy was bad to the bone. When he says, just one hit to the head, I'll kill him. He's probably a cowboy. Anyways, so David says, no, it's not. God's will, God's way, in God's time. God promises David something, and it takes him time to deliver. Here's something interesting. Before we go into to Joshua, David writes, and he writes this throughout the Psalms quite a, quite a bit, but in Psalm 103, he writes, Praise the Lord, I tell myself, and never forget the good things he does for me. Forget, never forget. When we read about the story of the Israelites, there's a many, many scriptures that go on and gone. We could read through them all about how God says, Don't forget what I have done for you. Don't forget. Don't forget what I have done for you. Don't forget. Very interesting. And so David, a man after God, God's own heart, Psalm 103, he even writes, praise the Lord, I tell myself, and never forget the good things he does for me. Never forget the goodness of God and how much he loves you, how much he cares for you, how many things he has pulled you through in your life. So we move through and we come to Joshua chapter 4. And the Israelites are about to cross the Jordan. And here's what... We read in Joshua chapter 4, I think they have the lyrics on the screen. Here we go. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose 12 men from among the people, each one, for, uh, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and he said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. Each of, <clears throat> each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of, it, of the Israelites. So here's what he's doing, right? They're going back 
And these guys had carried the, uh, the, the prophets had carried the Ark of the Covenant before them, and the river splits open for them. We've heard this story before, haven't we? This is the second time we've heard God stop some water. And the Israelites cross the river. And again, God, God's setting them up for something here. He's setting them up for what? Don't forget that I'm faithful. Don't forget that I'm faithful. So keep reading. So he said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the meantime, when your children ask, what do these stones mean? Tell them that they flow of the Jordan. Or sorry, that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. It's easy to forget. It's very easy to forget all the good things that God has done for you. When, when Julie was sick, we at the time were a, a, quite a bit younger. This is quite a few years ago now. This is 2009, 2010. And she was diagnosed with melanoma which is the skin cancer, but unfortunately, she had it in her lymph nodes. And for the surgery that she had to have, it, if you all know that in the United States, we pay for healthcare. And so one of the things, I went to the hospital and I said to the, the surgeon who was about to perform, I asked her, I said, um, could you give me a number, like what this is going to cost so I can get an idea of what we're going to have to pay? And crazy number one, she stands up and she looks at me and she goes, you know what? I'm leaving on vacation to Hawaii tomorrow. This one's on me. Okay. So then uh, I walk out, and she goes, all you got to pay is the hospital bill. I said, okay, no problem. So I walk out, and I, I talk with the lady at the front desk, and she says, I don't know how much it'll be, but we'll, you'll get a bill in the mail, and we'll send it to you. I said, okay, that's fine. So a couple weeks go by, and the hospital sends me a bill in the mail. It's 3000 dollars. And I open that bill, and I, I look at the number, and I call the hospital. I said, hey, I'd like to pay my bill. Here's the number for my bill, the account number. And she says to me, I kid you not, she says to me, actually, someone came in today and paid that in cash. That account's closed. So this is the first time Julie gets cancer. And God's faithfulness comes through. But how quickly am I, and how quickly are we, to forget and go back to the what have you done for me lately? That he delivers us, that he delivered the Israelites and he's been delivering us ever since. So, so Joshua takes the Israelites and he asks them to take these stones out of the river. Why? To remember. Because if you're like me and you have a little bit of ADD, you don't remember a lot of things. And so they go in and they get these stones out and they put them up. And he says, even just for your children, it's amazing. Whether you're a Christian or not, it is hard to remember good things that happen in life. So here's what Julie and I have started doing. A couple months ago, I, I started talking with some friends in a small group. And we were talking about the things that God had done for our lives. And a friend said to us in small group, and they said, you know what would be really cool? Is if you and Julie sat down and you started writing all the times that God has answered your prayers, that God has been faithful. 
Not for me. Yes, it is good to remember for me, to, but also for my kids, for my two boys that I have. You know, speaking of God's faithfulness, so Julie goes through cancer. Once we're not allowed to have a baby, okay? And so we want to have another baby, and Julie wants to have another baby. And Julie doesn't tell me this, but she prays a prayer to God, and she kind of puts this fleece out there. God, if one of Dana's friends, this is a very odd prayer, I promise you, I have no idea, would tell him that we're pregnant or that we, I don't know how she came up with this prayer, okay? That they would have a dream that we're pregnant, then I know that my body is okay because our doctors had said it was five years minimum and we were at three and a half. So at four in the morning, I get in the truck with a friend of mine and we're going out fishing at four in the morning and he turns to me and he stops the truck at a stoplight and he goes, I had the craziest dream last night. I, I don't know Julie's side of this, by the way. And he says, are you sure, is Julie pregnant? No, she's definitely not pregnant. Okay, man, I had this most vivid dream. And so our families got together that night and Donnie goes and he tells Julie the same thing. He says, you know what, Julie? I had a crazy dream that you were pregnant last night. And we go home that night and Julie goes, hey, Dana, I just want to let you know that I think God has given us a sign that we can have another baby. I said, what's that? She says, Donnie had a dream that I was pregnant. And that was my prayer, that one of your friends would have a dream that I was pregnant and that we could have another kid. Listen, I'm not that smart, okay? But I can put two and two together. And I thought that was incredible. That all of a sudden, Julie was going from 95% odds that her cancer was going to come back and it would be fatal. The doctors aren't very kind when they sit beside your bed and tell you that, by the way. To we were going to have a baby. And Julie felt good and healthy. God's faithfulness. These are things I don't want to forget. I want to put stones out, put pictures up in my house, Bible verses, things that God has done that we don't forget, but that we're also patient and patiently waiting for God's will, God's way, and in God's time. So we pick up this story. In Joshua, where the Israelites have crossed the river, and they are in the land of Canaan. And this morning, I'd like to do just, just five really quick points of why. Why do we need to remember? What's the point? Why do we need stones? What's the purpose of those? So number one, stones or memorial. It's a time to stop and remember what God has done for us. That we would stand still in an age where it's so easy to consume ourselves with so many things and be busy and I'm on my phone all the time wanting to do work or talk to people and da 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 da, da. And my wife, if we're standing with friends and she sees me on my phone, she kind of just steps on my toe really gently, sometimes a little harder if she means it, and gets me off my phone, snaps me out of it. But it's a way to stop and remember. Maybe that we would put something out. Maybe we would put a Bible verse in our house that reminds us that God was faithful. Maybe you write a book about how God has been faithful to you. That he has taken care of you. That he has led you out of the wilderness. I've heard it this way. Have you ever heard this saying before? You're either going into a storm, going through a storm, or coming out of a storm. One of the three. Which are you this morning? Going through... Going into one or coming out of one? I've found that through our time and in my life at least that 
it's, it's always a revolving cycle. We've had, we, had, we now have a 21-month-old son who's our second child named Will, and he is rambunctious and crazy and all those things that a two-year-old would be. And I love him dearly. But what is it that you need to put out to remind yourself? Will is a wonderful reminder to me of God's faithfulness that he healed Julie's body, that against all odds, she was saved. Number two, the memorial stones were to serve as a basis of sharing faith with their children. In verses 6 and 7, here we go. The Lord tells Joshua to tell the people that this may be a sign to you when your children ask in time to come, saying, what do those stones mean? What does that even mean? They have an opportunity to share with their children the fact that God was faithful, that he answered their prayers, that he took care of them. Oh, that we would share that with the next generation. I can't wait till my boys are old enough that I can tell them all these stories about how God delivered his mom from sickness. Number three, the memorial stones were to be a signpost to a lost world. It's very interesting. I, uh, I love to fish. I really do. I'm probably addicted to it in a really bad way, and I need a 12-step group, but that's besides the point. I love to take friends out fishing. That's one of my favorite things to do. But here's the cool part about taking people fishing. You have an opportunity to sit in a boat and just get quiet for a little while and talk about things that really matter. You can talk about life. And I love taking friends that are non-believers and I love sitting in the boat with them and sharing my stories of how God has been so faithful in my life. Now, you're either going through a storm, coming out, all those different things. Well, we had a baby. Times were good for a little while. And now we're going back through another storm. Julie's dad has colon cancer and we lost a baby three weeks ago. And it, it happens. It's a cycle of life. But let me tell you that those things are hard right now. But I'm telling you to remember that I sit down and I go, you know what? These are really hard times and they suck sometimes. But I think back about how God has saved my wife and how God has protected my marriage through that and how I have two beautiful children. God's faithful. Those are stones that I have in my life that I can remember, that I stand there and that I know. Number four, it was a time of renewal of personal commitments. I've always heard it said that wherever you spend most of your time or what you think about a lot is what you cherish. I've also heard it said that you can always make more money, but you can't buy time. It's interesting to me, I live in the fifth richest county in the United States of America, just south of Nashville, Tennessee. I am not one of those people, but there are a lot of country people that make that go up. And um, here's the interesting point. I'll never get a second chance at raising my kids but I can always make more money. And isn't it interesting that as we come to the ends of our life, we will spend absolutely crazy amounts of money and do anything we can to keep somebody alive just for a few more minutes with them. But you can't buy time. You can't buy that time. So as we think about these stones... It's a renewal of, of your personal commitments. Where am I spending my time and who am I spending my time with and what am I doing? What is the purpose of my life? 
you need that purpose. And to back up that purpose and to have ground to stand on, you better have stones to remind yourself of God's goodness and God's faithfulness. Because we live in a fallen and broken world. And things happen. Parents pass away. You lose, you have miscarriages. You have all kinds of different things that come and go. God didn't promise us an easy life. He didn't. But he did promise us Jesus. And that Jesus walks those absolutely lowly roads with us, that he cares for us. And that he not only loves you, but he actually kind of likes you. Maybe not me, but who knows. <laughs> Number five. These stones are a time of new beginning. The Israelites were given the land that they were promised by God. They got to walk across that river, and it was a new beginning for them. That now the manna stopped falling from heaven, and now they actually had to go work the land. They had to till their own gardens. But it wasn't, they weren't eating bugs anymore. I say that's a pretty good deal. God's faithfulness, it's interesting to me how quick we are to forget those things. That he is good, that he loves us, and that he cares for us. So this morning, I, I just challenge you. Maybe as you go home today, or you sit around the lunch table, wherever you have lunch, and you share moments of your life, that God has answered your prayers. That you would remember and not only that you would remember, that you would share those stories. I have been home uh, here for about a week in Ottawa, and my grandmother, who's 91 years old, and she went through World War II. She lived in East Germany, and she snuck out of East Germany to West Germany, and eventually to Denmark, and to Denmark to Ottawa. But I listened to her stories of atrocities that I can barely, barely fathom. And she talks about the faithfulness of God through those times, through the lowest points of her life. Those are stones. Those are things that me, as her grandchild, I can pick those up and go, yeah, he is faithful. He is good. And yeah, life is hard. And sometimes it sucks. So if you're here this morning and you just dragged yourself to church and you're in the lowest place, find people to talk to. Listen to their stories about their faith, God, their God that has been faithful to them. Because he's good, he cares for you, he is absolutely faithful. God's will, God's way, and in God's time. He is faithful if we will surrender ourselves to our Heavenly Father who cares for you.